Hello and welcome to the first episode of Skating in Circles. I'm your host, Maxwell Frank, and this is a distance skateboarding podcast. Distance skateboarding, also known as long distance pushing, long distance pumping, is a pretty niche sport, and as such, it doesn't really have a set definition, although I'll do my best to define it in this episode. The plan is to bring on guests and do interviews with people from all over the scene. However, for this introduction, it'll just be me, and I'll just be going over a few things. Namely, what is distance skateboarding? But also, why am I doing this? And then I'll go more in depth on what this is. And lastly, I'll tell you who I am and where I come from. So what is distance skateboarding? Well, riding any amount of distance on a skateboard can be considered distance skateboarding. Think about skateboarding as transportation, but it's also an endurance sport in many ways. So cross-country skateboarding would be sort of the other end of that spectrum. And it doesn't necessarily matter what kind of setup you have, what kind of board you're riding, how far you're going or how fast. However, that being said, distance setups are typically long boards, meaning a long skateboard. So the wheelbase distance from the front wheels to the back wheels is longer than the average skateboard. These boards are rigged up with pretty big wheels between 70 and 100 millimeters, and the trucks are dialed in for pumping typically. The sport originated in the United States, but it has worldwide representation. There's events in Europe. There's a thriving scene in Singapore and thriving scene in South America. I think there's a pretty approachable learning curve, more so than street skateboarding, because as I said, the wheels are bigger, the boards are a little bigger, it's easier to balance and easier to sort of get that first ride in and get comfortable. I think on a street skateboard, it's easier to get hung up and the balance is a little trickier. So the learning curve is a little harder. As an activity, it's nothing new. People have been riding distances for many years, over 50 years at this point. The first ever cross-country trip was done by Jack Smith in 1976. However, I would say in its current form, the gear people ride now, the way people ride now is definitely in its infancy. There's a lot of room to grow, and I'm really excited for that. I think our longest running event even is a little, maybe over between 15 and 20 years. I'm thinking Broadway Bomb. And then Miami Ultraskate's got 11 years now. It'll be 12 this year. So that's pretty big. But I think with that, you can see how, how young the sport really is and how far we really have to go. So really exciting, really exciting time for distance skateboarding. There is a governing body for events known as the IDSA, the International Distance Skateboard Association. Check out theidsa.org for more information. You can become a member, you can enter events, and have a lot of fun. So definitely check that out. All right, why am I doing this? So I need to get my skate fixed somehow. And obviously I ride my board, and that's great. But I like this idea as podcast as a form of expression for me to get that extra edge I need. And I've done this before with some friends of mine. Shout out to Nick Furneaux and Gio Pagan. We had a podcast called The Cheesy Neasy, which was centered mostly around distance skateboarding with a few other things thrown in. And we had a lot of fun. But eventually we had to stop doing that project because other things got in the way and then COVID happened and you all know the story there. I would also say coverage for distance skateboarding isn't necessarily lacking, but there's not a ton of it. There are definitely people doing it, and that's awesome, but I might as well 
try to contribute as best I can. And that's what this is. This is my contribution in the form of a talk show. The goal really is to show how each member has the potential though to contribute themselves equally. I don't think you need to be a super athlete to make a difference. I think everyone here, everyone in the LDP distance skateboarding community has a story. So yeah, we'll be doing interviews. We'll be doing event coverage, going over topics like nutrition, motivation, technical talk, right? Gear, physics. What kind of physique should you be after? Is there a form you should have when you push? And then cross training. What do you do when you can't skate? Is there another activity you can do that will help prepare you for an event? Or should you be doing that in conjunction with your riding? I think we're going to have a ton of fun going over these topics with some really smart people in the community, some really knowledgeable individuals who have spent time and energy really thinking about this stuff. So who am I? My name, as I said, is Maxwell Frank. You can call me Max. I live up in northeastern United States in a state called Maine, and I'm 30 years old. I work from home as a software engineer. And I've been skateboarding for about 20 years. So I got a Tony Hawk skateboard for Christmas. Me and my brother and I and my friends, you know, we'd ride around, hopping off stairs, doing kickflips and all that. It was a lot of fun. Still like to pick up the board from time to time, play a little game of skate with the bro. Uh, you know, I always win, of course. I uh, started skateboarding distance around town, though, as a kid. You know, I'd go from spot to spot with my street board riding on my longboard because it was faster to get around. And eventually, to be honest, I dropped the street board and just wanted to go for distance rides because that's what I was enjoying at the time. It wasn't long after that that I heard about the Central Park race from my brother and we went, you know, that's in New York City. So I lived in northern New Jersey, which is pretty close. So we take the train into New York City, go to the Central Park race. This was in 2008. That was my first ever LDP distance skate race. And that race is still going on this year. This is June 17th, I think, in 2023. So really cool to see. I've gone to Miami Ultra Skate a total of eight times. That's probably my favorite event. I love the 24-hour, just brutal, all-you-can-skate festival of pain. <laughs> it's a good time. I, I recommend checking it out if you can. Other than Miami, got to shout out uh, Chief Ladiga Silver Comet Skate Challenge. We're going to be going over that in the next episode, so definitely stay tuned for that. Centennial Skate Fest and Push in the Woods were two of my favorite events out in the Pacific Northwest area. Broadway Bomb, that's another legendary one that if you haven't gotten to and you have the opportunity, you definitely need to check that out. It's just you're with a mob of people skating through town skating through not not any town you're skating through new york city and it's just wild cars everywhere running lights right? <laughs> having a ton of fun it's it's wild definitely check it out if you can it, it's not as scary as it may sound as long as you stay with the pack if you're trying to win uh good luck that's gonna be scary and there's so many other events popping up every day really cool to see how thriving the scene has become something like uk ultra skate is new this year so if you're in the area, check that out. I think it's happening just southeast of London. So it should be pretty easy to get to if either by train or plane. Uh, I know I'm gonna try and get out there next year. So that'll be really fun. A few closing thoughts for this first episode. Next up, we have Carlos Montalvo. 
coming on the show. He's the organizer for the Chief Ladiga Silver Comet Skate Challenge. And he's going to tell us all about how it went this year, what happened, and what's going to happen next year, maybe even, maybe some history. It's going to be great. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Some legendary things happened this year at Ladiga, and you're going to want to know all about it. After that, talking with my friend Joe Burnham from Burning Spider Stoke Company out in Kansas City. This man is full of stoke. He has no shortage. You're going to see just that in that episode. And then my friend Jeremiah Pasco. I've known him for over 10 years at this point. He's an ultra skater. He's a family man. He's an OG in the scene. I think you guys are going to really enjoy that conversation and really enjoy the show. So thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Skating in Circles. I've been Max Frank, and you've all been wonderful. Wonderful.